You're listening to Human Rights Talks, organized by the Montreal Institute for Genocide and Human Rights Studies. Good morning, good afternoon, everyone. Today we're we're having a discussion about fleeing Afghanistan, a discussion with filmmaker Jawad Mir. Uh, Jawad uh, recently um, uh, was part of an amazing documentary called Citizens of Maria that, that documents an Afghan man who fled threats by the Taliban and, and basically tried to flee into Europe and was uh, held up in, in Europe's worst refugee detention center called Maria. So I think, I think this is a very important film and we want to discuss the film because it takes place with a, with a wider backdrop of continuing human rights violations in Afghanistan um, Women not being allowed to go to university, not being able to work for NGOs, increasing amounts of people leaving the country and seeking asylum, not just uh, in neighboring countries like Pakistan, but also trying to make it to Europe. And um, and this film um, that uh, you produced, Jawad, uh, gives a personal tale of someone who who is dealing with this and, and the, and the challenges. So I, I'd like to maybe just, just start cause we're going to, this is going to get uploaded to our, uh, to our uh, human rights talk podcast on Spotify and other channels, but, but maybe, um, maybe uh, Jawad, maybe just, just run us first. Just tell us about what, what is this film about and, and what were the origins in actually making this? How, what were the ideas? How did, how did the idea start to, to, to do this? Yeah, um, so the origins of this film uh, go back to about 2017. I was uh, looking to make my next film uh, on the refugee um, issue in Europe, and uh, I came across Ahmed Ibrahimi, who is the protagonist and a co-director along with myself on this film, uh, through someone I know. And... uh, he had literally just landed on, when I say landed, he had just arrived on the boat, on the dinghy boat to uh, island of Lesbos, which is in Greece. And uh, we started talking on WhatsApp and uh, we just decided very quickly that because both of us are filmmakers, that we're going to you know, come together on this uh, story of telling his story of where he came from and how he got here, but more importantly, what lies ahead, because I had come across Moria Camp around the same time when I was introduced to Ahmed. And Moria Camp, for those of you who don't know, it's being in Europe, it was uh, one of the, if not one of the, probably the most uh, worst refugee camp, if, you know, a lot of people call the detention center um, in dire conditions with, you know, overpopulation. And the story sort of follows his journey inside that camp uh, where he secretly documents his personal journey as well as the conditions, but more importantly, how he's trying to figure out a way to get out of there because he had left Afghanistan um, after he made uh, a film on Taliban and they put him on a hit list and he fled Afghanistan without saying goodbye to his pregnant wife and his kids and that brought him to Europe. So that's sort of been the genesis of the film and how we went about uh, making it. And uh, yeah. 
fascinating run, and I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I think everyone can see the trailer online. If one Google Citizen Maria, you can you can see the the trailer, and and your film has um, has been selected for many different film awards from the Morehouse College Human Rights Film Festival uh, to North Dakota Human Rights Film Festival. So it, it's getting noticed and and really giving putting a spotlight on the case of refugees trying to seek asylum in Europe. And, and as we say this, I think everyone knows that, that the, the refugee population globally now is over a hundred million. It's the highest it's ever been. So, so this is a tale of one person amongst a hundred million suffering from displacement and, and a lack of basic rights. I'm wondering, um, um, Jawad, could you, could you tell us about what were the challenges of, of filming this? If, this is taking place in a, you know, almost like a, not a refugee camp, but kind of like a, like a holding pen of some sort where people can't leave. But what were the challenges in actually filming this in that location? So there were multiple challenges. I mean, more challenges were taken by Ahmed because I, I was there just for uh, not too long, but just enough time to be able to sit down with Ahmed and document some of the stuff in the on the outside part of the camps, which was called uh, Olive Grove, because of the capacity in the camp was so much that people had, all the new people that were coming in, they were just camping outside uh, on dirt, underneath trees uh, and everything. So Ahmed took a lot of risks. I mean, I, I, I did too, but not so much significantly. But, you know, he, he was documenting with his phone, with his GoPro, uh, while the authorities were there, when the other refugees were there, they didn't want to be documented because of their family back home, and uh, any if the you know if, when if Taliban or their associates see this film, then that it might it would have an impact on their lives. So that was a bit challenge from a security standpoint. The other challenge I would say, from a storytelling standpoint, was when I became aware of Moria camp uh, all I read in newspapers uh, and articles online were how the locals in um, in uh, on the island of Lesbos were you know mistreating refugees and so on and so forth and but when I got there the picture was a little bit different uh, because for people who don't know the island of Lesbos actually was the gateway to Europe back in 2015 when the refugee crisis, um, blew up, that was the entry point. So everybody who went to Europe, if not most, uh, pretty much went through that island. And then a lot of people welcomed refugees and they were not, the island of Lesbos was nominated for Nobel Peace Prize. But over time, Europe sort of abandoned Greece and, um, you know, nobody was sort of helping them. And that affection and that caring, not to all people, but some people, it changed into... Uh, you know, a little bit of a uh, resentment that they, their island uh, has been doubled, if not, you know, more than doubled in population just with refugees and their lives are getting affected. So for me, it became very important to even interview um, uh, and Ahmed to interview the locals to hear what their side of the story is. Why are they feeling the way they do? So it's a, it's a conversation, essentially, from a personal standpoint of Ahmed about what he's going through, you know, from the standpoint of the locals opposing him, not all locals, you know, a small percentage, then the Afghanistan, his family still in Afghanistan under, um, and now now it, it, part of the film actually takes place when they were 
back under the rule of uh, uh, Afghanistan and uh, Taliban. And so it, that that was the challenge, just to make sure that we tell a honest story instead of uh, you know telling something completely uh, one dimensional and uh, uh, and pe- let people hear both sides of the story. I'm wondering if you could also tell us about you 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 talk in your the film showcases I mean the hardship of living in that camp in Greece and mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if you could just tell us a bit what is the camp like you know how are refugees um uh like what what's put in place to stop them from moving uh, how how many people was designed for how many people are living there if you could give us some more details on this because i think i think that that will help people understand the 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 situation sure so it was actually designed to have to hold about 2500 people and uh when our film starts uh at that time there were 6000 people and then it went to about 8000 10000 15000 22,000 and uh, and things are different now just because of a lot of things that have sort of occurred but at the same time it, it's you're talking about people who are living not necessarily you know lavish lives but decent lives like all of us um, who were forced to flee and thinking that they are going to get a better life in Europe. And when, you know, you come to Europe, to Greece, to Island of Lesbos, it's a disaster because they don't have the facility and the manpower to process all these people uh, onto the next part of Europe. And European Union wasn't, other than just giving people money, uh, giving the government of Greece money, they were not doing much and they still aren't. And um, it, it was very dire in condition, like very, very terrible. People would have to wait, like Ahmed, for example, would have to get up early in the morning at 5 a.m., go to the bathroom before there's a lineup, which was itself, uh, you know, for the lack of a better word, really, like really terrible place to go to the bathroom for. Then he would have to stand up in the lineup for about four and a half hours to get breakfast where he just gets like a piece of cake and a bread. Then he comes and eats and he has to line up again for lunch, comes home, comes back to his tent and eat line up for dinner he was single so it was a little bit easier for him but people with families which there were a lot uh kids uh boys girls uh you know it, it was it was tough and also women um and young girls were raped uh regularly by fellow refugees uh it, it was not uh, a safe place for them as well so very very difficult condition and what makes it very sad about i'm not trying to justify that it's okay to have refugee camps like this in Lebanon or in Kenya or other places. But, you know, you have this, we all have this perception of the Western countries like Europe, Greece, not to have that, but uh, it is, unfortunately. Um, one, one, you, you mentioned um, that you interviewed uh, people in Greece about uh, how they view this, how their life has changed. And another thing in your film, but you also showed frustration among refugees, and yep, yep. and there there being cases of you know explosion of of anger of protest. Maybe can you tell us about about these protests and and what were the demands of the refugees in general? Was it was it to, to be able to move onwards? Was it better food? Was it all of that? Mainly, it was to get out of uh, the island of Lesbos and to leave Greece altogether, and that's pretty much what the locals wanted too, because. It, it just ballooned to over three and a half, four years of, you know, frustration where people were stuck at a given time for about a year or two years. 
um, you know, eating the same food. It's not, it's not just, it's not safe and it's not hygienic to be in that kind of a place where there is, you know, just, just crazy stuff like washrooms, potty disposal are out there. You know, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not hygienic and it's, it wasn't safe. And I think for them, for a lot of refugees, if not all of them, the majority, they just wanted to get out of there. They, I think the food was a back on the backside of things. So was everything else, but it was a whole thing of just leaving because it was just getting worse and worse and worse. What, what, what do you think is the, I mean, what is the main message of your film that you want to convey to, to people that, that, that watch it or will watch it? Um, is it simply to put themselves, you know, in the shoes of those who are displaced and think about them? Um, is that the main message of your film or what else do you want to want the viewers to think about? That being the main message that it's not as easy, you know, it's very different from what you see on news because you're not physically there. But when you physically go there, me living in the West for the good you know, um, 30 plus years of my life and having to go in that kind of environment was like a complete shock because even though I had seen it on TV or uh, on, on news, it was just not the same once you're physically breathing it, hearing the sounds of kids being happy despite of their situation. Um, so people need to understand that a majority of the people that are fleeing these countries are fleeing them because of their situation. And two big things, and people need to empathize with that, two big things that are really, that we talk about the film is, the question to ask is, why are people leaving? Right? And uh, that's the answer to that is all these wars, unnecessary wars that have taken place in the last 20 years, the Iraq invasion, the Afghanistan, and then, you know, what's happened in Syria, Libya, Egypt. And uh, so we need to uh, we need to address that as well, because if people are not safe in their own countries, they're going to try to come to countries which they think are safe and which is, you know, the Western world, Europe, North America. And uh, the other part is that we live in such a polarized world and it's very easy to assume that there is one side that is you know, out to get refugees. And it's not as simple as that. That's what I've learned in making the film is that, yes, there are bad apples everywhere, absolutely. But the majority of the people get frustrated uh, over time. I mean, I like to, I give this example during Q&A, uh, all the screenings that we have done all over the world is that, you know, we live in Canada and Canada is probably the only country that doesn't border with any other country other than the United States, which at the moment doesn't have a refugee crisis. If tomorrow or next week or next year, uh, in a matter of months, about half a million refugees came to Canada through illegal route, like through boats and stuff, how would people react to that? And I think that's an important question to ask that I'm not saying that we should not allow refugees. Absolutely, we should help people out. But you also have to understand that if people are coming, like just last, last year alone, the Greek government stopped about 450,000 refugees from coming into Greece. So, you know, just, just kind of picture that and how do you deal with that if that happens and how do you answer that? So people need to understand it's not as simple as, as people think it is. So you have to sort of understand all spectrums and try to make the best judgment possible. And that's what I would like to walk uh, people walk away from the film. 
Thank you for sharing that. I, I, I agree with you. And until you, you see large scale or be in a large scale camp or refugee camp, um, it's not the same as being on TV. You're, you're absolutely right to sense it, to smell it, to see how people live yep. really, really changes your perceptions. And, um, and also for seeing, you know, that countries can change or feelings can of individuals can change when there are, you know, growing refugee populations, uh, and 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 we can't be complacent <laughs> we think we would handle it very well but perhaps we wouldn't we just don't know until it happens exactly exactly so so Gerard, maybe the last closing question for people that are listening to the to our discussion and the podcast um if they want to view your your film in canada or internationally is it, is it playing in movie theaters or is it online um, it was, we had a lot of screenings at festival screenings for the last year. So now it's actually available, uh, to audiences all around the world. Um, they can just go to, uh, citizen or just, uh, uh, Google citizen Vimeo on demand, and they can just, uh, uh, stream it from there. And, uh, you know, it's accessible everywhere in the world. We've released it everywhere. And right now we're, working with other platforms, uh, educational platforms and other platforms to make it available on there down the road, but that's still in the early stages. Well, I urge everyone listening to please Google Citizen Amoria. Um, there is a, a, you know, a short clip that you can watch just to, to get an idea of what the film's about and to see it, but then you can watch the, the, you know, the, the full version online. So, uh, Jawad, thank you for producing such an amazing film and thank you for joining us today to talk about um, your film and, and showcasing the plight of refugees all over the world. Thank you, Kyle, for having me. I appreciate your time.